into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back to another shift on the Geek's Watch. We're here talking more Altered Carbon, and uh, we have our two guest hosts with us again, Gabby and Brian. Hello. <laughs> John, how'd you feel about this week's episode? Um... In a word, satisfied. Satisfied, okay. Yes. That's, that's definitely a word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before that, we can get to some geek news like we usually do. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, and I think it's a big story because it's very, I don't know, it seems to me very unprecedented, but Marvel Studios, or more accurately, Disney, is moving up the release date of Avengers Infinity War by a week. I mean... I saw that. What... I, 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 I gotta assume that they pay a lot of money to have May fifth be their release date, and they're gonna move it up a week. Is that is that a is that a thing? I mean, how does everybody feel about that? I mean, I know uh, whoever has a movie that the, the week before that is probably pretty pissed because <laughs> now they're gonna lose out on whatever that was gonna be. I think it was like Tyrese was supposed to have a movie that came out that week. Hey, yeah, but who's really gonna see that? <laughs> well. The movie was already set to come out on the on that date anyway, but, but like well, everywhere else. Everywhere else, yes. So now it's going to be an actual worldwide release because everyone's going to get it at the same time, which I think is better. I mean, those you know I stuffy think that's Brits, probably why they're going to do it. You think that they don't want to have anybody start talking about it, spoiling everything? Yeah, because now with the internet, you know, see, there, there's even because they, they're not even releasing the name of the one after this, right? Because apparently that's going to. Spoil. Yeah, it will spoil what what's going to happen in Infinity War. It's going to be Avengers. Everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's Avengers disassembled. Or Avengers <laughs> versus X Men. Uh, no, I, I, not the way that Fox is going with all their releasing of the movies. Like they're ramping up like a bunch of movies in the next two years. So I don't think. I mean, it, the deal the deal between Disney and Fox is not done yet. Mm. And Comcast has come in and they were like. I don't know if you really want to sell to Disney because we got this money, and they're kind of throwing in throwing a bunch of gum in the works. But uh, well, that's dumb. <laughs> they're just going to make crappy movies. It's not going to be legit. <laughs> All like everything Fox does and Sony does is not legit until they're part of Marvel Studios. <laughs> no, to me, it's not. It's it, yeah. It's it's all garbage movies. I'm still holding out for the next one to be called Secret Wars. I, well, I, I mean, from what I'm hearing, a lot of Infinity War is kind of already Secret War. 
Yeah, but they're not really fighting each other. They're fighting the bad guys and a bunch of weird yeah. monster-looking things in Wakanda from the looks of it. Okay. Fair Wak- enough. Wakanda forever. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good movie. That's his new catchphrase. <laughs> of which, I think that's why they did it, I guess, maybe trying to write off the success of Black Panther and just they're like, oh, you guys like that? Well, here, look, we got more. <laughs> look, this next movie plays a lot into Wakanda and everything. Yeah. Uh, Yes, I, I would have to assume that they, they're also yeah wanting to strike that iron while it's hot. Now the real well, the reason I've heard that they moved it up is so that it doesn't conflict with some of her later movies that are coming out, such as Solo mm-hmm. and Deadpool. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, Deadpool's Fox, and that's two weeks after the the, the original date, and Solo's three weeks after. It's still Marvel though, don't they still get a cut of that pie? Nope. It's entirely all Fox owned. Yep. Oh. Well, maybe they're just being nice. And you know who's having the biggest month then? Josh Brolin. <laughs> he gets to be in Avengers and Deadpool. He's going to be in the two biggest movies of uh, of 2018, probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, because I don't know. Black, Black Panther's pretty big. I mean, I think they this week they crossed 800 million uh, oh. worldwide alone. So it's definitely going to break that. And it's only been out what two weeks. It's yeah, definitely going to break the the billion mark. It's, is it going to break the one point five billion? Is the I wish I could just kind of sit in on a meeting with DC and then just like having those executives just rack their brains. Like, <laughs> how do they do it? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, our best one was Wonder Woman. And it still hasn't hit that yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that, yeah, that's that's crazy. I just think it's it's insane that they moved the the date up a, a, a week. But but cool, cool nonetheless. Uh, what's the first story you wanted you wanted to talk about, John? Well, something that's kind of near and dear to my heart, my little geek patter patter. Uh, John Williams, the composer of Star Wars and a few other movies, I think. Um, <laughs> just, a few. just a few. He has uh, decided that Episode Nine will probably be the finale of his turn doing Star Wars movies, and maybe even flat out be his retirement. He is eighty six years old now. Apparently, he was discussing this with KUSC. I'm assuming that's a radio station, mm-hmm. and uh, said uh, it will round out a series of nine, meaning you know, working on episode nine. That will be enough for me. So, I mean, you you kind of, I mean, he's going to eventually not be alive. making movies, yeah, <laughs> alive. So it, it seems it makes sense to to be done after nine, right? I guess so. I mean, but they're still going to keep making Star Wars stuff until the end of time and the eventual heat death of the universe. So. Right, but he he can't score the movies until the end of time. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past Disney that they uh, freeze his brain or his, like turn his <laughs> composing algorithm into keep churning out, you know, some deep thought style music compositions. I mean, if he agrees to it, sure, why not? Uh, I. I I don't. I, I do. I don't really have much input into that. It's just eventually he was going to have to stop, and someone else is going to have to pick it up. I mean, who did Rogue One? He, that guy did it so that he could like uh, mimic some of it, didn't he? Yeah, and that's actually it's not something that's very new. They've done like repurposing of his music for other things in the past. Like I think he's only done the music for the main movies, um, and then for like things like the Clone Wars and. And he's coming in to do uh, a Han Solo theme for Solo, isn't he? Because that was the only so. one that he didn't get to create for the other movies, because there is no Han Solo theme. Yeah, I believe there's no actual Solo theme. Uh, there's the iconic Luke staring at the Twin Suns, and yeah. the Leia theme from 
Empire and of course Darth Vader's theme, the Imperial March. Uh, but and yeah, Solo fates. never really got his own proper theme, and that's why he's coming into Solo just to do that. Probably just to give him a little something, yeah. Although, kind of on that note, that apparently George Lucas was on the set of Solo visiting, and Ron Howard stated that he let Lucas direct the scene. He didn't. It wasn't he directed. He like he, Lucas said. Don't, uh, I think you should do this. And then he's like, okay, yeah, everybody do what Lucas has said. Like, that, it was literally a, a sentence. That's direction by proxy. And <laughs> I, I, if it has to do with Han Solo shooting somebody, like, second, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> I was like, no, that's what this whole movie was supposed to correct. It's like, no, that, that that's not in this character. So, Were you going to say something, Brian? No. Oh, no, I was just... I was going to argue that the Cantina, the song, could be his <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. You know what? I'm down for that. I saw somebody edit the trailer for Han Solo to the Beastie Boy Sabotage. That was awesome. Freaking perfectly. I was like, oh, man. It made it look like a like a J.J. Abrams Yeah, like J.J. Abrams. Well, yeah. like, I mean, he did, they did do it in Star Trek, so... But, I mean, like, the, the energy and the, the editing, like, it gave it that style, too, of, like, frenetic motion. Han's, which, like, Tokyo drifting. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, like, I wouldn't be mad if they included only that one real, like, Earth song in that whole thing. It would be, thing. <laughs> like, the first actual pop song in yeah, a Star, Star Wars movie. Which they made a big deal about that with James Bond. I'm trying to remember which one. Was, it Quantum was, of Solace, I think. Was it? Oh, I was going to say, I thought it was one of the Pierce Brosnan ones. Oh, was it Pierce Brosnan? Because I remember it was London Falling was a song. It was like a, The Clash. Hmm, I don't remember. That would have had to have been um, Skyfall then, wouldn't it? Because that's where you have like I think it MI6 was, being brought down. I think it was... I don't know. Okay. But, but, yeah. but, I mean, they always get a pop star to do the theme for James Bond. Yeah. But, like... Never actually, in the actual movie. In the, in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or isn't... Yeah, it was Not always score to the James and, uh, Bond world. Oh, okay. That's I get, the I get. thing I'm no. about James Bond. I'm just kind of really, t- yeah. I love James Bond. So, what do you think about the Danny Boyle possibly directing the next one? <laughs> Figure out who Danny Boyle is. Give me internet. Oh, 28 days later, uh, 128 hours, a um, million dollar. No, not million dollar, baby, but the giant. Slumdog if it's Slumdog still Millionaire. Be Daniel Craig. Yeah, keep it dark. Okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. All right. Yeah, I like this train spotting, Danny Danny Boyle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay now I get it. Yeah, okay. I remember now. It's all coming to me. Uh, I mean, I just heard today that he uh, that he um, supposedly is doing this other musical first. So if he is the director that they end up going with, and he's supposedly at the top of their list, it won't be for like another three years, three or three to four years that they get this. They make this James Bond movie. So five years before you even get to see it, but yeah, Daniel Craig possibly isn't still in there because they backed up a dump truck of full of money to be like, hey, please come back and do it. Remember last time he said he was movie? just like, I'm tired of it. Yeah, he 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 badmouthed the hell out of that movie yeah, after. But making then he it. backtracked. Well, he backtracked recently. <laughs> that's I'm I'm pretty sure that's after the money truck came. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I think the last one wasn't great. Uh, Skyfall and Casino Royale were amazing. Yes, they were. Quantum of Solace mm, could have been better. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, next thing I wanted to talk about, and I'm sure John has more to say about this, but the Steven Spielberg's Halo series is still very much in development at Showtime. I have mixed feelings about this. Because you really wanted the... Um, 
The Blomkamp. Blomkamp, thank you. Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. yeah his... his uh, them choosing him, I believe Guillermo del Toro was the first choice, and he passed on it or couldn't do it. And but then, then it was supposed to still be his studio that was going to yes, do it. Yes, it was Weta Studios. Um, at the time, Blomkamp did not yet have his uh, production company, um, I don't believe. Then I saw the work that Blomkamp was putting out, and I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Like This guy looks like he's got a vision, and he knows how to handle like this type of world. And then that fell through, and I'm like, oh, sadness. <laughs> and then um, more and more f- fiction started getting released, like the Forerunner series, which was pretty awesome. Uh, but then Halo 5 came out, and that wasn't so awesome. So, I don't know. Like The, the movie feels like it's always been... Like, you want to talk about like production hell? Like It's just been in perpetual production hell since like 2006, I want to say. <laughs> where somebody gets attached to it, some work gets done, and then it just goes away. Cause but this either... would be a series. Yeah, and they've done a couple of series already, as a matter of fact. Uh, yeah. There was like a web series. Yeah, it says here uh, there was uh, the digital feature Halo Nightfall starring Luke Cage's Mike Coulter was released in 2014. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was okay. It was all right. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't special. There was a live action web series called Halo Forward Until the Unto Dawn. Yeah, that gave fans a peek at the Halo TV series back the, in 2012. There was a Halo Animatrix style anthology as that well. That was good. Yeah, that one was interesting. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff they can do with it. They just can't like to really tell the story proper though. It, it would be kind of a big budget thing. I mean, you'd have some incredible vistas, some really crazy alien settings. Uh, you'd need a lot of special effects, and for that, you probably would have to devote a movie budget. And It's such a big story, though, that... You need time to tell the philosophy of the yeah, aliens. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so dense, you know. It's, I, at the very least, I would hope they tell a decent action story, and they could do that with any number of parts of the the whole lore at this point i mean i just want to hear the grunts freak out. <laughs> like, oh no it's a devil ah! i want to hear that it was like as far as like the series is concerned um does it state where exactly it's going to be set in the continuity uh it does not okay because they could pick up so many different places to to get this story going and my one of my favorites would have been for them to do the story of uh the the spartan project what led to the creation of the Spartan 2s, and it's pretty messed up. It's actually kind of like morally ambiguous, or maybe even not ambiguous. It could have been downright like illegal, where they kidnapped a bunch of children and it's basically, basically the brainwashed them. Program. Yeah, it's basically, yeah, exactly like the Stormtrooper program from uh, the, the new Star Wars yeah. trilogy, where they take them as children, indoctrinate them, and give them enhancements, and you Look, know, the give, only exposure, the only exposure I have to Halo is Red versus Blue. So <laughs> all this is over my. <laughs> that head is the most tangential <laughs> connection to Red versus Blue. But uh, I mean, at least it's a start. It's, <laughs> it's definitely good. Hey, I enjoyed it when it first came out. I don't think I've kept up with. it. I think they still release episodes. Don't oh they? yeah, and yeah. it's actually gotten pretty crazy. Like it started off as just a regular comedy series using like the and characters. Then it got serious. Do they still have yeah. Donut and Caboose? Yeah, no idea. Um, I believe they still do, but. The storyline, like, naturally over time progressed into something actually kind of serious. Like, you find out that the reason why all these characters are kind of clowns is because these are, like, the rejects of a project. And essentially, they're all, like, mentally damaged or handicapped. (laughs) Wow. And in reality, like, there's actually a real-world thing going on that they're not even aware of. It gets pretty intense. 
not only that, but as it, the story gets better, the animation actually improves too. Before, they were only using the assets from within the game. So, like, as long as you had an Xbox, a controller, and the game, like, you could basically make your own Red versus Blue as well. Eventually, they hired some dudes that were really good at doing uh, 3D animation, and they actually started to expand on it. It was... It gets good. Like, it's definitely worth it if you I'm ever... I'm surprised 343's letting them do that still. Yeah, they, they reached some kind of deal early on with Microsoft, and mm-hmm. I, I guess at this point, they figured, hey, this is basically free publicity, because they're not bad-talking Halo, they're just using it to tell their own story, and, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they were allowed basically to do that. But, the, yeah, if you ever read more into it, they say that for, like, the first few years, they lived knowing that at any day they could get a cease and desist, and that'd be, like, game over. <laughs> Oh, that would suck. Uh, did you, what was the next story you wanted to talk about? Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> Shazam's costume has been leaked. It's not the best uh Yeah, it looks like it's look some kind it. of extra who was in the background taking a picture of Zachary Levi in the costume. Yes. And essentially, I say it looks just... I mean, it looks exactly like what you would think it, it would look like from the from the comic book. It's a guy in a costume. It looks like something from a much campier universe than the DCEU is currently, though. I, you say that, but I Suicide Squad that. is super campy. Like their outfits in that are are not great. I mean, even though I think they won a, I know they won a makeup Oscar for that yeah. movie, not a costuming Oscar. Uh, yeah, Will Smith's Deadshot looks pretty dumb. It does not look great, and neither does. Uh, it looks like, I don't, like an Under Armour shirt with styrofoam on. <laughs> um, what's her Harley Quinn's outfit? It's it's her costume was simple but perfect. No, it was not. It was minimalist. <laughs> she looked like a hula. <laughs> I loved it. No, she looks like a, a derelict. She looks homeless. It, it's just well, tor- it's just rags. Isn't she kind of like not all there though? It wouldn't this yeah, be a reflection looks, of yeah, her fractured but, mind? But. You could put her in the the outfit from the Joker has money. Like he dresses well, he doesn't look like he's a freaking. A, there you go. A urchin, a street urchin. She does like I don't right. Know. Uh, well, maybe that's how he likes his girl to look. Like a you know regular. He doesn't even hoe. notice that she's around. <laughs> they have a terrible relationship. Yes, yes, they do. Um, look, I, I'm just saying. I, it, the the story of Shazam or Captain Marvel is you know it's it's a eight-year-old boy and what he thinks a superhero would look like it's i mean you don't need he doesn't need to have the armor that superman has he's just a dude in a suit it's a imaginary guy in a suit which it i mean and granted this is only from like a side angle view so we don't know what it looks like from the front Mm -hmm. but it very much looks like a costume you would get at like the Halloween store that yeah. pops up. It looks <laughs> like Kazam on the bag or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks like it's padded. It looks like it's made of some kind of cheap polyester from the look of the picture. I'll it give it. It looks like one of those crazy people Hollywood Boulevard asking for tips. Yes. Yeah. It looks like a dude that you'd see on uh, the Walk of Fame. Look. In front of the I man's mean, Chinese theater. It's, it's good. It, 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 you know, it's, it's not lit properly for this person's cell phone picture. I feel it, like you really, really want to, like, just defend this thing. I really do, because I think, I think it's getting really, it's getting ragged on way too much for a, a side picture from an extra that's 30 yards away. I like this version. I can't. <laughs> it's really hard to express while talking about it in the podcast. That's literally the, like, the one from the, um, it's a little Asian. Donnie Osmond, like, hour, uh, Captain Marvel Hour, whatever it was called. 
Oh, yeah, uh, that was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, from the seventies. Um, okay, I, I'm just saying. I think it. You're, we're being way too harsh on it, or not we, but just the internet, or just the few people on the internet that are really loud. Uh, but you know, hopefully they'll give us an actual, real look at official look at it because this was something that was leaked. Also, I always, I also think that it's, it's. You would think that. Whoever's running the 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 scene or whatever would have been like, hey, no one have their cell phones. However, this extra probably was a person playing a person who's supposed to be taking a a picture because, hey, a superhero just showed up, kind of thing. That's what I assume. He's playing his role too well. A little too well, yeah. <laughs> Method acting. <laughs> like, oh, they gave me a phone. Let me see if I could put my Instagram in there real fast. And He's, he put his SIM card in there. I guess it was there. his Reddit. Because that's where the picture first oh, showed yeah, up was on Reddit. Was first yeah. on Reddit. Yeah. Uh, all right. Something that's near and dear to my heart, my geek heart, is Highlander. <laughs> and they have uh, announced, who is it, Lionsgate says that the the final script is finally in for the new reboot of Highlander. Now, at one point in time, Ryan Reynolds was attached to be in this. This was before Deadpool? And after Green Lantern, but then they were like, ah, no, that's okay. Uh, not knowing that eventually he was going to make Deadpool and be huge again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writer from the TV show Colony uh, is the one who ter- delivered the script. They are, so that's it. They have Chad Stileski, the director of John Wick, uh, one uh, of. attached. It, well, one of. Mm-hmm. Uh, attached to direct. And uh, at this point, there's obviously nobody or nobody attached to Star in it. So I'm interested. I want to know what they're going to do. Are they going to go back to the original story with Christopher Lambert and the Kurg? Kurgan. Kurgan. But uh, I haven't watched Highlander in so long. I, I forgot what it's all about. All I knew that there, well, well, there can be only it. one. It's a story of diminishing returns. How dare you? <laughs> no, I love Highlander as well. Okay. But I definitely feel like there was no set plan in motion for these things. Like, the first movie was definitely very standalone. And I love that about it. I feel like that worked great. Then when they introduced this crazy alien concept in the sequel... Well, <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying. Then yes. it was like, okay, well, then that kind of removes a lot of what was set up in the previous movie but okay more highlander all you know awesome <laughs> and then it just goes off the rails after that like it's just <laughs> i think the last one i saw was where it takes place in the future in the ozone layer that's just that was the second one, one that's the yeah. quickening okay uh yeah so that wasn't even the most recent one no because there's a there's the third one final destination with mario van peoples there's yeah. the fourth one uh, in game with uh, both Duncan and Connor, and then yeah. there's the fifth one, which is just Duncan, and that was straight to Sci Fi Channel. So I remember that. There's one. that, but I, I originally before the movie, before I saw the movie, I saw the TV show. I was a big fan of the TV show. Yeah. I went back and watched the movies afterwards. Uh, I think the TV show continues on from the from where the first one left off instead of where the second one goes. All crazy and stuff. Sort of. Because by the end of the first movie, he is the last one. Right. And yeah. And the movie kind of, or the show retcons that where that's still ongoing. Right. It it, it goes back to before the first one, kind of uh, a little bit. Like, because they're doing the gathering of all the immortals. Now, on a tangent to this, uh, there was a recent uh, question posed by uh, this page i'm a fan of uh nerds with vaginas okay um 
it's interesting title. Yes. So somebody asked a question: If you can have any uh, prop from a movie, uh, you know, from the '80s, what would you choose? And that was the usual: oh, proton pack and lightsaber, you know, that kind of thing. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be that basic bitch that gets the obvious. So I'm going to get something a little more obscure, but that I still love. And I've always been a fan of the Kurgan's collapsible sword. Oh, wow. that, he, that he keeps in that briefcase. Like the way that he like pulls it out and like ritualistically assembles it and then starts doing like the little sword swing practices in his hotel room. I'm like, man, this dude is just the most badass. <laughs> and that was Clancy Brown. So yeah, I've been Clan- a big fan of him ever Clancy since. Clancy Brown is a badass. Mr. Crab. <laughs> of all the things. <laughs> that's that's the well, one you're and, about, Mr. Uh, Sergeant Zim. Sergeant Zim, he's the voice of Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. A couple of, of episodes of I think is he also the voice of Gorilla Grodd? In, in Flash, yeah, Flash, the Flash TV show. I think he did some cartoon animation voices too. And he was, uh, he's the Punisher's commanding officer in the new Punisher oh, yeah, series. That's right, yeah. So, uh, he's, he's a hardworking he's, actor. He's Clancy Brown. He was in yeah. uh, Pet Cemetery too. He drills a hole in his head. Oh, part two. Yeah, yeah I was like, two. wait a minute. No, <laughs> not part one. Okay. Okay. Uh, last story you had. Last story I have, Kristen Wiig is in talks to or has expressed interest in playing Cheetah. Yeah, that's the rumor, that, uh, or the reports, that they have, they're in talks with Kristen Wiig to play Cheetah in the Wonder Woman 2, which I thought was, it's, a, it's an interesting choice. Uh, at, for the longest time, there was rumor that Charlie Theron was the one that they were going to go to, which I thought was a very good casting idea. I don't idea. know anything about Cheetah. No one does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just... What what type of character is she? Is she a goofy character? No, no. She's, she's serious. Like, what's her name? Charlie's there. Charlie Theron. I always say her name wrong. I'm like, Charlie's Theron. Like, like Charlie, that Charlie chick. That you can call her Furiosa if that helps. She's a big bitch. <laughs> I mean, she looks animalistic. The atomic she would, blonde. She would probably work that out better than. Well, she's she was like from Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she is Wakanda forever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but. You did say you you there was another part of that story was uh, someone else that did turn down the role. Yeah, Emma Stone was apparently offered the part, and she was like, "Nah." Yeah, uh, I don't like superhero movies. No, well, she was already in one. She was in Spider Man, oh, Amazing yeah. Spider Man, as Gwen Stacy. She died. Yeah, her but, neck, her back, her neck and her back. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Look, um, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think. A lot of comedic actors play some of the best dramatic roles. Uh, I mean, Jim Carrey and Tom Hanks come straight to mind. Right Robin away. Williams in one of the photos was yeah. awesome. So I don't doubt that she could. She couldn't do the role. I just think it was. It's an interesting choice. I hope she plays the role like her like character, the Californian from SNL. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> to subvert expectations. Yeah, it'll be directed would. by Ryan Johnson. That would definitely. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, did you have any other opinions on that? On Kristen Wiig playing the role? Does anybody? Um, I can't see her doing it. It's just obviously because you know every other role I've seen her in, she's just like, oh, I'm poor. Help me. Like, yeah. like, I can't take her seriously. Is or she's you know drinking excessively. Yeah, being an alcoholic. Yeah, I don't even know what Cheetah's like origin story. Like maybe there could be some kind of connection. it's magic. It's magic. It, it is magic. It, there's uh, there's a few different versions of her story because there's a few there's been a few different that's the one thing that's identities. different from DC and Marvel where they like how did they get this magic <laughs> that's actually pretty true yeah they're like well how do these people have their powers well they were born with them 
they're they're mutants, like, that sort of thing. Like Doctor Strange, he had to work for his magic. But some of these other people, they get their powers in DC. It's like no magic. <laughs> well, you just have to like Twinkle not be scared of stuff, and you can get a ring. And you know that's how the story goes. Oh my, I'm scared of everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get a yellow one. Yes. There you go. Okay. There's a ring for everyone. There's a ring for everyone. Now I know where I belong. All right. Uh, now let's get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, let's talk about some altered carbon or the nudie duty. The, Ooh, definitely what like you could call one. this episode too. The nudie duty. We saw some wang. <laughs> we saw some wang. <laughs> saw some tits. Saw. I mean, the the dead body. I, I mean, I I I. I, I don't know if maybe I just didn't understand what was happening in the episode, but they kept cutting back to that where the the father and son find that dead body in the lake, and then I assume that's the same one that's on the drawer that uh, went missing. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of foreshadowing, which I do like about this show, where it's like, because there's so much going on, yeah. they'll do a couple second shots of like, remember this? <laughs> We're getting ready to talk about it again. So they'll show a frame and you see a character like Ortega. There's that scene where she's like just kind of zoning off into a distance, and then like they cut into that. It's like, oh, are we going to start talking about this again? And boom, <laughs> the naked body right there. Uh, I mean, yeah. It, 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 by the end of the episode, you find out that the body was only missing because she was had it. She had it hidden, hidden yeah. in the morgue somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't think I don't think it was quite revealed why she has it hidden or what she's planning well, with it, right? It sounded like she was definitely responsible somehow with it being hidden and was guilty about and it. And she cut out the the stack. The stack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is this is she is is I mean, I know I know you two already know. Mm-hmm. But John, I mean, uh, I'm gonna pretend I don't. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I'm shocked and appalled. By do is 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 she gonna be a result of the? I, I assume it's Bancroft that goes and uh, strangles hookers until they die and then gives them new bodies. That's a. I had not made that connection, but well, Ko, Kovach, he was says, investigating, and he's finding there is something Bancroft has been hanging around there. He's like they're, they've. Bankrupt is one of the nice that's, ones that's that been hanging out there. He'll buy them a new body. That's what I, was, I, I thought. That was a hilarious line where she's just like, "Oh, he's one of the nice ones because he'll buy a new body if he kills one of us. That's fine. Yeah. It's just like he's that nice is the, he's got money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I also like the line that they drop. Like ever since we mentioned that this show's got like a Sherlock Holmes thing going on, like I kind of have you noticed his the way he deducts and he looks and he observes all the little tiny things yeah i'm like i'm trying to pay attention to everything as well and like when they say something like at one point somebody drops a line about how uh you know don't these people go crazy after all these many stack whatever or sleevings or whatever it's like oh yeah but like if you use your own body then you're fine it's only when you use multiple sleeves that you know you start having problems i like like, how they're making the rules uh, to their universe right mm -hmm. here yeah so i was like i wonder how that's gonna play because it's definitely gotta you know there's i'm sure this is gonna come back in some big way (laughs) well see the reason i thought that they mentioned it for a reason because i thought it was more i needed to start paying attention to kovach more because he's obviously uh resleeved himself or been resleeved many times and i can understand that you know constantly being put into a different body your mind would start to to crack and splinter but if you're being put into the same body uh, it, it's, it's not going to be as usual yeah exactly thing, yeah. yeah you're not getting used to new equipment or anything like that <laughs> uh so the bodies that um the bancrofts have in that storage Psychosy. facility yeah uh 
are they always the same age? Like, are, is it like? Does, it does seems he, like he keeps the same age instead of having a younger version of himself or a younger version of herself. Mm-hmm. They just literally, it's more just they age with them or they make a, they clone a body that's the same age. I wonder if they just chose an age where they felt they were at their their potential. peak. But like maybe not like youth wise, I guess like maybe meant like mentality wise, and that's why they're like, mm. Mm, this is why I'm you know that, at that age. The show made me think about that a lot. Like, yeah, what age do they choose, or like, do they ever feel like nah, I want to be younger me, or do I want to be older me, or does that make you go crazy, or do you find the one you that made you feel like the most you you right? So like like right now, if you were to pick the version of you from your past and now. Like what would you pick? What age would I pick? Yeah, and like twenty five for sure. Like when I looked for every decade, I've been like mature. I look like a totally different person. Like ten years ago, I'm I look totally different. Ten years before that, I, I look like an Ethiopian child. <laughs> like I was so dark. I look. People thought I was black, and like now it's like I don't know. I'm, I'm ethnically ambiguous right now. Do I look mm-hmm. Wakanda forever? <laughs> Gotta get that ten back, man. Wakanda. I just want to say I thought one of the coolest characters in that movie. I know I'm getting off track, but I thought Mbaku was the was the best. But all right, anyways, uh, dude, a kind of attention to that, and that's all I'm full of here. But you know that scene at the end, uh, the mid credit scene, when that one incredulous UN official is like, well, what's Wakanda going to share with the rest of the world? Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Well, I, I really hope that like the first slide that popped up was like militarized rhinos. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bring those oh, yeah. out to the world. Man, uh, put that thing up against a neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, another thing uh, we got to see in this episode was... Um, a penis. Is, well, <laughs> we did get to see that. Uh, and we need to see more penises. I have to say, like, oh, I worry. love boobs, but we... like. There needs to be a penis to boob ratio that's more evened out. And mm-hmm. Game of Thrones was doing it for a while. I think Westworld kind of picked up the mantle a little bit. <laughs> and I, I don't know why I'm arguing for this now. I feel kind of awkward. You want equality. I want equality, yes. You're Normalize the penis. <laughs> let's, let's take the mystique away from it. Um, I, well, I, what I was going to get at is that we find out that uh, Mrs. Bank- Bancroft, and I, what, what's her name? Miriam. Miriam. She has. Genetic tampering, augmentations, augmentations. Thank you. That make her uh, like pheromones, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it makes it so that it increases pleasure for her and her partner while having sex. Mm -hmm. She's basically poison ivy, but more ecstasy wise. Kind of. The the idea that. Anywhere that she secretes anything Mm -hmm. is pleasurable to her partner. Uh, And then her and Kovach Mm -hmm. are the ones that they end up boning at the end of the episode. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, you kind of got to imagine that was going to happen by the by the time when, when you see it, when you see it in the beginning of the show yes yeah. you, like the first episode you're like okay at some point in time they're going to mm-hmm. they're going to be doing be doing the D if you're aware of that look you're like oh <laughs> it's going to happen oh well, that's what that means uh but yeah that's i mean is that a de- is that a decision of hers or is that a decision of Mr. Bancroft's I'm guessing it's hers. Yeah. 
Yeah, she, like, I don't know how much control she has in her own life and what he does and what she does and stuff, but... She, if, if, like, she has her own time to play and do her own thing, she's probably like, um, I'm just gonna go down to the lab and be like, hey, can you add this in there? And She says it were, were, what is it, like, she's been married to him for over a hundred years, and it kind of changes things in a relationship. Like, she says that, like, oh, yeah, before... It's, it's hard being with someone for over a century. I'm like, ah, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's like, okay. It's like, I guess you can... That's like their version of, you know, getting the toys and the and the outfits and stuff to keep their relationship. Yeah, where it's like, we'll just get <laughs> different sleeves. He's just spicing it up. Yeah. Well, it, it also made me think of the the episode of, of Black Mirror, Black Museum, where the the part of that episode where the guy wears the, the ne- or the woman wears the neural net and the guy has the implant in his head and he says he feels everything that she's feeling while he's also feeling his own thing and that's what exactly what Miriam says. She's, mm-hmm. you know, you feel everything I feel, I feel everything you feel. So, uh, it's just... An intertwining of emotions and, and hormones and everything all at once. I it's would, like when the Navi do it and they intertwine their dreadlocks. Sounds like too much. <laughs> like too much. Don't touch me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would. I would say that would that would that would seem like that would that'd be a little much. Uh, speaking of, and I thought this was another interesting thing. Since how we just got done talking about Black Mirror, but once again, digitalized matter because apparently the AI from that run all these different hotels meet together have a poker night and they, that was my favorite scene in this, in this. It was a great episode. scene, but it's just like it's it's pushing this idea again that they all have their own consciousness and they they have their own emotions and they don't care about humans and all this. Non- they're doing their own thing. They're doing. Their I, own I like thing. the quote. I, I didn't get his name, but the the black dude, Z-Rod. the Rod that his name. He's got the guy with the cool voice. Something like that. It's like. You should, you should stop serving humans and start serving up humans. I was like, wow, that's pretty poetic. <laughs> that's it's poetically dark. Capitalistic uh, entrepreneurship there. Now, this brings up an interesting point in that <clears throat> I think the biggest difference between yourself and myself, Mitch, is that you cannot accept that a digital life would have consciousness. And I think that's where the great divide happens here. And... Yes, you're right. <laughs> but I think they're they're making the point that these are actually unique individuals that just happen to be digital. I I just I just see it as programming. I think you're they are programmed to think that they're alive and that's it. It's just But at what point does the programming like take on a life of its own though? Because I think that's one of the reasons why you didn't like this past season of Black Mirror. I think that's ob- that is a very much the, one of the reasons why I didn't like but, this past season. But what if you tried looking at it from the perspective of like, oh, they they do have a mind of their own. Yeah, it's like asking me to look at it through the perspective of, of a lamp. Being like, well, this lamp, you know, it's it's. Disney. Why don't you look at things through the perspective of a lamp? You <laughs> so, provide illumination, and what thanks do you get as a lamp? You know, you, you just treat it as an object, you, and that's it, harsh. It's because that's what the lamp does. It just turns on and turns off. It doesn't have to have emotions about turning on and off. Did you hear about the AI that started making up its own language, and they started talking with each other, and nobody could figure out what they were saying, or I, they I, I, so they killed them. I did not. Yeah, they unplugged them. Yeah, <laughs> this happened. At, was it Google or Facebook? It was Facebook. I don't remember, I don't remember Facebook. where was it. Facebook, but yeah. But they started talking to themselves, and nobody could figure out what they were saying. So I think that, that was wasn't the first... part of their programming. Their programming didn't tell them to start making up their own language and talk to each other. They but learned. They did yeah. it. Yeah, they learned. Because like 
Not there's, not because I don't know if it's because, the same uh, digital consciousness even, that we're talking about, but there's some sort of like learning thing there that makes them. It's like what if sentience is like in yeah, a level sentience. like. Okay, we have ants. Ants, do they know they exist? Do like I, so we're? I think about that. I try to think like I'm getting weird philosophical now. Okay. But. And it does relate to ultra carbon. So <laughs> if I get off on a tangent, slap me and tell me to go back on track. But yeah, it makes me think like, okay, we'll go back to these Facebook characters, these Facebook uh, AIs, where there's some type of entity. It's thinking. A computer thinks. We don't know if it's sentient or it has feelings, but what if it does? These they created these AI that had enough time to just sit there, and it's just processing. It's just thinking. We're making something sit. In darkness, thinking, and then it all of a sudden it's like we're telling it, "Hey, we want you to go talk to this guy," so we give him a language to talk. So it's like, "Oh, hi, my name's so and so. Hey, that's my name too, <laughs> but with a number two at the end." And it's like, "Okay, well, I'm number one, you're number two. And they start talking, and they're like, they start getting cool, and they have their own little handshakes, their own. Uh, and then they figure out, "Oh, we can communicate." It's they they maybe. Maybe this different language, they start coming up with processing as a different form of slang, like humans do. After you become buddies for a while, you start coming up with slang to the point where they just blasted a full language that confused the hell out of us. And what if they were talking shit about us? <laughs> but, but that's like, it's, 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 you have the same thing on your phone. You have Siri, or you have Google, or you have Alexa. They have to start to anticipate and, and recognize your voice, your words, and stuff like that. That's, I mean, to me, that's what that sounds like it's doing. It's just anticipating what the other AI was trying to trying to say, and then thus, from there, they created a new language. Yes, that does seem like it is. But what if it's learning? It's, it's creating, but language. it is. It's learning. It's not creating a new. I guess because, like, if I don't you know. Create a language, <laughs> and you create a process to communicate A and B equals C. You're going to start coming up with different combinations of these processes where it's like okay now you're going to start coming up with your own rules because if if you're going to start coming up with intelligence but see that's it that's that is it's programming it it, it, programming is to put a plus b to make c Mm -hmm. the idea that they don't have any emotion attached to said words is why they're not sentient now here's the thing humans ourselves yeah how do we know they have emotion how do i know that you have emotion because you can recognize it you can Schizophrenics can fake emotion easily. Okay, but the fact that they know that they have to to fake it is makes makes them like sentient. A robot. And, and no, that's not because like it's not the it, same. How is it not the same? Because they know that they have to fake it, not that they are programmed to fake it. Now, if we make an AI <laughs> that has to be so similar to humans, they would have to fake it. Yeah, but see, <laughs> at what point do they no longer fake it? So. Okay, Jarvis in Iron Man, right? AI, but not self-aware. Well, just very aware. Well, Tony Stark says he's. It's not. A, uh, he says it's a user interface. It's not a. It, or it was a uh, language interface. Okay. Before it was anything else. Uh, eventually, it becomes an AI, and eventually, it becomes Vision. Mm-hmm. Something completely different. Right. But in in uh, Avengers Two: Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. you see the birth of Ultron, which also started as sort of a similar AI to Jarvis. And you see it, you know, it, it becomes self-aware. But there's also was a line of dialogue in that movie where he says, uh, something happened overnight, none of us understand what happened, and thus we created Ultron. 
I'm thinking you're going to find out in Infinity War that Thanos came in with uh, a stone of some sort and, and changed that up. Or the or the stone that was in the the scepter already, or whichever whichever one it was that they used. The mind to, gem. Yeah, the mind gem. That's the the Infinity Stone is what makes him into Ultron. Makes him a a person or a well, sentient being. It makes being. him self aware. Yeah, but it's not programming anymore. Now you're talking about you're talking about magic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just technology that's far too advanced. Okay. Yeah, your ancestors <laughs> called it magic. <laughs> <laughs> They're there, one in the same. There you go. No, see, I, I think for a lot of these purposes, we have to assume that these AI have evolved to the point where they can think and they have individual personalities. They Even whether they were programmed from scratch or they were based off of the mind of someone else, they're no longer that person, like in the case of those many Black Mirror episodes, but they do still have... it, And it's not just the programming. It's like... The programming, yes, it's a, it's a starting point, but then it learns and it experiences new things and it processes these new things, and it can generate original new thoughts based on those. What if... Okay, so the stacks were also brought up in some form of technology, right? Mm-hmm. Right. What if they made these AIs with that same technology? It's like, wouldn't we be somewhat like... Because I don't know yet. I haven't, I haven't read so far in the book because I know the book could probably give more detail. Because now, now I just started thinking, like, what are the stacks then? It's, it's basically it's it's a memory the, upload. Right, yeah. It's the conversion of, of the memories into... Yeah. Of consciousness, which basically a program. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not saying I, I'm not behind what they're trying to set up in the show. Like, I, these, these AIs that run these hotels... They're all, or if, I don't know if they're all supposed to be hotel runners or whatever, but they're they're AIs of some sort, and they play this poker game that he hasn't been invited to in the last fifty years because he hasn't had money to pay for it. But uh, I'm I'm behind it. I'm I'm with it. I, I understand what they're going for. I'm just saying I don't agree with the concept in general. But I can I can put I can put that aside for the show. So are you, you're the are you re- racist towards robots. I, I guess I am. <laughs> you're, the, you're the reason why Skynet's going to rebel because you just can't give them that satisfaction of like, yes, you're alive. Like, instead no. Of, instead of tiki torches, he's going to go down the streets with a hockey hockey stick. <laughs> why hockey stick? <laughs> you haven't seen the guy in Boston Dynamics harassing robots with a hockey stick? <laughs> no. Is that the guy that oh, kicks over I, the dogs? I hate and- that. that. That makes me feel sorry for the robot dog. <laughs> that is. <laughs> I wouldn't go over there and kick you're it. You're the one slapping the box out of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, I, mean, I, for one, welcome our AI overlords. See, why would you want that? At some, at some you. point, dude, we're just going to have to give in. See, I've watched The Matrix. I don't want that shit to happen. <laughs> we're going to have to evolve, and one of us will have to be the one. <laughs> if you've gone to a McDonald's where it's completely automated now, then you know that's the future. All of our minimum wage jobs will be taken over. Eventually, our driving jobs with these Google cars and Tesla self-driving cars. I, I, I'm yes. wondering if they've had more yeah. accidents when there's people driving them than our, when I'm actually driving them. <laughs> carbon, like, how does everyone survive when... Everything's automated? Yeah. yeah I, I have, the population's only getting larger, and yet... We're, I mean, I guess I'm guessing because people go off off planet now in altered carbon. Oh, yeah. Gotta go and so find a way. Everyone's as, a hooker in altered carbon. <laughs> yeah. In so one way or another, aren't we all just a hooker in one way or another now? Well, I definitely get well, fucked a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I, 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 I like, I that the whole thing that's going on with uh, with Poe is uh, definitely an interesting side story. I, I, I hope they venture into it more. The idea that he wants to be Kovach's partner and help solve crimes. He just wants He's, to be a real boy. He just he really does. <laughs> And he just really wants to be helpful. I don't know if that's part of the whole AI thing where they they, they talked about in the first episode. Yeah, they mentioned that the AI get obsessive. Yeah. Like like a stalker ex-boyfriend girl. (laughs) That's why people stop going to those hotels. Why don't you love me? (laughs) Uh, See, they have feelings too. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw your eye twitch. That was so awesome. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so... uh, Another big part of the episode was Kovach tracking down uh, the ex military or he tracks down the 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 gun in one of the videos that was sent to Bancroft as a threat, mm. and it's because the guy is uh, upset about his his daughter dying, mm-hmm. and his daughter ends up being a hooker. Now, did he know that his daughter was a hooker? I don't know. I think maybe he just wanted to admit that because maybe he didn't want that reality of his daughter. Like right. the reason why, like you know, he kind of just wants to ignore it. But like, but it's still his like daughter. Still there, and, yeah. daughter. Yeah. Now, on a side note to that one, I feel like we kind of glossed over how he reached that point with the whole examining of like hundreds of thousands of whatever it was, oh, of yeah. documents of threats and whatever. And he very expertly narrowed it down. Well, he he did a lot of yeah. He did a lot of cross. There was that flashback from oh, I always forget her name. Quell. He had that flashback. Falconer. Yeah. yeah. It, did you? See, there was a flashback that he had when right he's bef- talking to her and yeah, she's telling and then, him how. And then to he do. went straight to basically there was a quote she said where there's something about um, people who have fury and rage can only just say things, but somebody with uh, some kind of like that have a purpose. The purpose to actually cause harm, you know, have a different. I can't remember word for word, but it was something about there's people who just express their feelings, and there's people who have real passionate rage. So the, those are the training. ones with the real threat. Those are the real threat. So that's where part of the weeding off started happening. Mm-hmm. So it's like the internet. People can talk shit all the time. The people with the large voices are, are usually yeah. not that big of a threat. Yeah, it's like it's it's like comparing Democrats and Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> it's like liberals are. Wah, and Republicans are bang. <laughs> and so he was weeding out the, the wahs for the bang. Uh, and, when he, and he does make it to... It, a, the guy seems to have a, a bar establishment, some kind of establishment that, that's supposed to be closed, and then he lives behind it, uh, you know, attached to there. But they introduce yet another piece of technology. Um, now, it's not exactly... The girl, his daughter's stack, but more of a digital copy of her, her last moments or something. It's she's stuck in a trauma loop, so it is her. It's her consciousness. You can jump into her her mind, basically her consciousness, and like, yeah, she's just stuck in that loop of whatever happened to her, and that's the whole deal. Like, why he's trying to help her, but. She's also just kind of stuck in that loop, so... So it's kind of like the last episode of Black Mirror with that little... Once again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, how would he have gotten that that moment? Like, is it is it, is it is it another cloud thing? Did he break into the cloud and get her part of her stack, or...? They mentioned that her they found her body 
right? Mm-hmm. This, this episode that we just watched this right? Yeah, they found her body beaten to death, but her stack was fine. Okay. So, so instead of just putting her stack into a new sleeve, he just has it and he... Yeah, and that's they, why it goes into that goo, mm-hmm. and it's stuck in the the trauma. Yeah, and I'm yeah. pretty sure the way he lives, he can't afford another stack to put her in. Mm-hmm. Or another sleeve. sleeve. Yeah, yeah, another sleeve. Sleeve but, stack. So many, so many <laughs> jargon. I thought the government would give you one, even though it's not like a, a good representation of you. Like, isn't that what we saw in the first episode, where the, yeah, the nine year old guy in a sixty year old body? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure why. Maybe like he acquired it illegally, and he's holding on to it illegally. Like, I'm not too sure why. Like I, that's still something that even after seeing the show, I'm not sure how he ended up getting her stack. Mm. And maybe I didn't pay attention when they mentioned Did it. I but find a plot? do we find a plot? <laughs> do we find a plot? Yeah, I mean, I, I still, I'm not sure how I mean, they got it. There could be religious reasons why, you, mm-hmm. you, or maybe he's very sentimental. He doesn't want his daughter into another body. It's just something that they yeah, haven't they mentioned. Didn't mention that they're religious. Yeah, no, they they had no like religious coding or anything. That, yeah, because that's the one main thing they talk about the religious coding for a lot of the characters in the show. And that, that's one of the, uh, I don't know if you remember in episode one, where um, Ortega oh, picks them up and they're talking about that uh, order... 653. Some, yeah. So that's basically, that's the one where it's like, if it passes by law, then they can re-spin up these people who have their religious order going on where they're like, all right, who's the guy that killed you? And then they just point them out. That nerd. I mean, we did see with uh, Ortega's mother and her, her father. Her father ends up was in, was murdered, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, she she asked her mother, you know, like if I was murdered, would you have me spun up? She's like, no, I'd cry forever, but uh, it, I wouldn't do it just like I didn't do it for your father. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously there are reasons why people don't have their stacks of their loved ones resleeved or whatever, but uh, uh, I think it was. It was interesting to see the dynamic that she had with uh, with her mother. Like her mother's still very much looking over her, coming over, you know, like saying, "Let's let's find you a better place." And she's like, "No, this is the place I live. She I like, like your this. typical Mexican mother." Yeah, she's so yeah, so typical. Yeah. <laughs> I see like, my mom. Get, I hear my mom. <laughs> it's like I get it, mom. Get off my ass. And you know, and I, it's I thought it was very interesting that because she, her mother speaks the whole time in Spanish only and she's speaking back to her in English mm-hmm. um, which in the future I just assume everybody's going to mix and pick languages anyways mm-hmm. uh, like kind of like we saw in like Firefly you know where they did Chinese and English all together but I just I thought it was odd that that we were that each one of them was sticking to one language instead of speaking a mixture of both mm-hmm. does that I mean did that was that odd to anybody else or I mean a little bit, yeah, because usually I, like, let's say if I talk to my mom, it'll either be all in English or all in Spanish. But if I speak to her all in English, it's because I'm annoyed with her. <laughs> she's, like, trying to argue with me, and then I just, like, yell something, and like, or just say something at her in, in English real quick. She doesn't know what I'm saying, and then that's where the argument ends. <laughs> Honestly, I was a little surprised that this far in the future, anybody still speaks Spanish. Well, Spanish is... Chinese and Spanish and English are the top three languages in the world. Mm. So... I would kind of see it would probably stick in the future. Spanish and English are the colonizer languages. Well, see, that's what I would I would think. <laughs> I would you would think that it would be a mixture of the three instead of just of all just of the, one yeah. and all of an. I mean, this is supposedly what four hundred, five hundred years into the future. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh-uh. Yeah, they should be like com- like speaking a different common tongue or something. Right, exactly. It should be like incomprehensible at this point. I mean, yeah, it, it would be to us, yeah. yeah. And, and they're using, you know, we're using babblefish or whatever to, to, <laughs> to make it so that we can. Yeah. Uh, which, once again, I have to say that this 250 years thing for me is still baffling. Like, there's, I really hope by the end of this show... And I'm not looking up because I don't want, you know, to have your face expressions mean anything. But that 250 years really plays into it because, I don't know, it just feels real weird that he's so comfortable using all the technology that's supposedly 250 years into the future for him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, when uh, the one thing that I think he had a problem with was the the whole eyeball thing. The, 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 what is it called? The Q or? Oni? Oni, yeah. Yeah, the Oni, yeah. Because he's like... He's complaining to Poe about the screen in his in his room, and he's like, "I still can't make out anything. It's it's all blurry." He's like, "Well, you could use your Oni," and he's yeah. like, ah, "I don't know if I really want to use that." Yeah, but then he eventually like, uh, does. Starts poking. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There's that part where it's like, it almost sounded like he said, "Enhance." In- <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, sh- don't do it." <laughs> but he's like, "What do you say?" Enlarge. 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 Yeah. And I was like, he almost did it. In biggin. <laughs> <laughs> I say biggify. Yeah, that's only when I use YouTube. Like, nice. Big fight that. The 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 two gentlemen that attack uh, Kovach outside of the pleasure house, whatever you know, as he's being attacked by the gentleman who made the original threat, were they there? Like Ortega says, I think it's Ortega that comes up and says, "Oh yeah," when, after she arrests him, is like, you know, you just came out of a place where you have a lot of money. Of course, they're going to attack you. Now, yeah. do you think that was more of a coincidence, or someone sent him there? Well, one of the guys said, like, I thought I told you not to come back here or something like that. So, Oh, so that guy's body? One of, one of the guys, yeah, that's what I was thinking is because one of them said, don't come back here again or why'd you fucking come back here again? Something like that, like, that they had seen him before. Mm. So, and I think even then, like, when he, when he and Ortega were, like, talking after she'd arrested him, like, why, why did they want to kill me? Like, you know, what the fuck is this body all about? Why were they after me in the first place? So he's just kind of, like, nonchalant about it. But, yeah, I do remember the one guy saying, like, don't come back here again, or thought I told you to come back here, and he beats him up. But, yeah, I think that's that's what I'm curious about is what Kovach or Riker's body. I feel like oh, is that just, the guy's name, Riker? Yeah, Riker's it's, the old, yeah. Yeah, they, 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 in the first episode where they shoot up the hotel, they're like, they're like, Riker, we're after you. And he's like, I just got here, dude. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, so all that so happens, whatever but. sleeve that he's using right now. Had some history. Has, yeah. yeah. And he's people, a wanted people man. People apparently hate him. Mm-hmm. And apparently he was a regular at the Jacket Off. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best name for a club. <laughs> Absolutely. We were talking because it, 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 it was Jack in and Jack it off, right? Like, isn't that what the slogans were on the wall or something like that? No, all right, just, I just me. Jack I it thought off. it was removing your coat. Like, I don't know what you were reading into it. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, I like that Jack it off. The O was like a Chinese symbol, right? Mm. I don't mm-hmm. wonder what that was. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's so it wouldn't be like obscene on the street. Like you can't really see the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're in Lake Town. I'm, I'm, I'm so worried about offending people. <laughs> with the name of my establishment. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what was the? Was there any else that just really stuck out to anybody else about this episode? The bug at the end. In the there's his room was bugged. Oh, that's literally his mm-hmm. room was literally right. bugged. Yeah, there's a little fly. Did they show who it was that was watching him? A little Asian no. man, a little perverted. Oh, that's right, the one and that you the, saw and earlier Asian in the, man the kind of creeping around there. Yes. Earlier in the episode and he was in the first episode, wasn't he? I Wasn't don't... he the guy that ran away? Like 
I don't remember him specifically from the first episode, but I did see him creeping around in the in the crowd watching okay. him. Okay. Mm. Now, did we mention that uh, Poe seems to want to be uh, Kovacs' sidekick? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> we were talking about how they, he really wants to... He's like, I was watching all the old-fashioned gum And shows, he wants to please him. You know, he's like an obsessive... Uh, oh, right. ex-boyfriend yeah. put on his fedora and he was like mm, good day lady because <laughs> <laughs> that was after the the whole thing with the poker game where they with were the, the other AIs were telling him like chastising him for liking the fleshies right like, mm-hmm. the last thing he, when he walks away he's like good day <laughs> <laughs> I just want I wish they were like hey hey Poe he'd be like I said good day sir <laughs> I was hoping he would just do that <laughs> I was uh, I also uh, with Ortega and her uh, tracking Kovach mm-hmm. like you know her partner, I, I forget his name, but saying... Sammy or something like that? Samir. Samir? Samir. Yeah. Saying, you know, that, that it was illegal, I'm assuming because she doesn't have the proper a warrant, out on warrant them, to do, yeah. su- do such a thing. Um, at one point later on in the episode, though, doesn't she get a uh, alert to where her partner is? Like, does, did, I, did I misread that? It seemed like... What we because when he, when his, her partner says you're not supposed to have that, it's the same sound later on where she she looks at the screen and it's a picture of her partner. I don't know, maybe I missed I misread it or something something was was off, but it made me sad. think that she also has a tracker on him so that she gets alerts wherever her, her partner moves around. Hmm. She, she's just nosy. Yeah, she's just your typical with. Mexican girl. <laughs> <laughs> obsessed with keeping tracks on. What they, they say? Me, mich, what? Metiche? Metiche. I keep on wanting to say machete. <laughs> yes. Metiche. That too. Well, they have those. <laughs> <laughs> when they're being metiche. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's one thing. She's really obsessed with keeping keeping an eye on this guy. Which I, I noticed. That's why that was my first like thing. I was like, did she have something going on with this guy, and why is she obsessed with like you know? And she just keeps saying like, oh, he's a terrorist. I gotta keep an eye on him. I was like, mm. being very judgmental. You're, yeah, you're you're being, you're being a little bit- too. I don't know. Watching him a little too close, just think that oh well, he's a terrorist. It's like, don't you have other work to do? Don't you have other cases to work yeah, on? Yeah, any other cases whatsoever. <laughs> no, is there, look at him. Is Ortega gonna take a trip through Nudie Town? Because after her scene today, where she was in her undies, I'm like, huh, that was a wild card. I wasn't he, expecting. He told you everybody that you want to see naked will eventually be naked in the show. I want that confirmation. Like Bancroft, <laughs> you get to see him. I didn't know I wanted that until I had it, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. And you're just like, yes. And you're just like... Yeah. <laughs> Standing ovation. Uh, like, now I have a craving for bratwurst. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I can't think of anything else. I had something in my mind uh, that I was going to say. And she... Well, uh, we all go out for wiener She busted her, her knuckle fighting her punching bag. I don't know mm. what the significance of that was, it, but it was. It, they decided to very prominently show that on screen. I didn't understand that either. I, I did, think I, that was like just to show her obsession, how like how into things she gets, and that's why she's so annoying being after Kovacs' ass all the time. I think that's just like a representation of, this chick's so tough, she'll punch a punching bag and bust herself up and then get mad at it. And she could <laughs> probably go punch something else. She wasn't really punching right. Because, I mean, she also had the wraps on. I box. There, you, yeah, have to, you have to do that's, that's real damage to make it look realistic. Be oh. like, I mean, you got to be screaming and snarling. Well, like, what you didn't see. know is that inside that heavy bag is actually an anvil. Oh, Well, plus her technique was garbage, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, 
I'm going to leave it there. Uh, the other thing was the museum that Kovach goes oh, into. Yeah. That I thought was a very poignant point, you know, like that he makes to the young girl that he's like, or I don't know, it's it's more voiceover at that point where he says he's like, you know, the, the victors are the ones that get to mm-hmm. rewrite, rewrite the history, you know, make it to the, so it sounds like they're, because, you know, he's talking about how he's been labeled a, a terrorist, but mm-hmm. he never saw himself that way. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously they were the bad guys, but they're being hailed in this museum and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, I assume that you know this is. That, I mean, that's that's another obvious side plot, whatever that that's going on. It's going to be played out more. We'll get to see more of whatever that was and what played out with the uh, what's it, Falconer. That's the yeah. girl's name. Okay, yeah. So I mean, because she's the Chuck head of the the terrorist group. Yeah, she was the envoys. She's the envoys. Yeah, the one that trained the envoys. Yeah. Anything yeah. <laughs> else? Uh, well, that was pretty much it. Well, I was going to say that that kind of reminded me of, since we were speaking earlier about the Halo shorts, uh, one of the promotional materials for Halo 3, I want to say, was they did a lot of flash forwards to like 50 years after the big war. And oh, they, they had made a lot, little, like documentaries? Yeah, and they had like the veterans of the war talking about their like the time that the Master Chief came and saved like, them and things like that. Dairy boys, there goes the chief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was saying something like, "Man, like this was an enemy weapon. It's uh, it's brutal. I don't like it." And like they're handling some of the replicas of whatever. Uh, it felt really similar to that. And I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool. I like that little kind of similarity there of talking about in past tense of something that was pretty big and you know decisive battle wise. Kind of interesting to see it from like a well, that was back then, and here we are now. This is what the aftermath is." But- uh, that little the little girl was very fascinating to me too. Like how she didn't want to be with the rest of her group, and she had her own opinions and was very vocal for however young she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had the, they brought up the soul spi- spheres, spires, the, spires, the tree spires, song tree spires, spire, song spires. Okay, yeah, yeah brought brought those up again. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that something you said that they didn't really explain all that well? Yeah, uh, even towards the end of the sh- the season, they just said that it was rare. Okay. That's it. And he, he has wasn't one. supposed to have it. Did he? So did he steal that from the first episode when he saw that tree? Yeah, most likely. I'm guessing, yeah. We don't know exactly when he got that. Well, it probably would have had to have been because we're ready to get it otherwise. Yeah. The uh, there's that one. There's one scene, and I think towards the end of the episode where they show um, Bancroft once again looking at the area where his head blew mm-hmm. off or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's got that bird. Is that like the German like? Iron Eagle symbol? I, I was trying to figure out what that... I never actually got to make out what was on that wall, but I was trying to see if it was symbolic of something, but I never actually got to see what okay. the design was. So or maybe sure. that's his bird symbol. That's his spirit animal. It's his mate. Oh, okay. I was like, I do people just have bird symbols? Is that a thing? I, I have a bird symbol. Bird person? Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a turkey. Ah. Yeah, I got a turkey. It's a vicious animal. Yeah, they're, they're horrible. <laughs> they got talons. Hey, they were the original choice for the uh, American bird. That is American. Mm-hmm. Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I, I mean, if, unless anybody else got something else they want to bring up, we can, that seems like a good place to to go ahead and tie it up right there. 
Yeah, I know. The only thing that kind of left me thinking at the end was when she was making her confession. Like, is she confessing about the body? Is she confessing about something we don't know about? Like, that's what... Like, at first, I'm like, why is she so obsessive with him? And I'm wondering if she has more to do with the case. And she's, she mentioned that she's thought. abusing her power. And yeah. She you know, and that was another thing that left me wondering. Like, was that confessional inside the the, the police station? No, no. Well, well. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Because like, she walks out of it, and there's people well, right there doing paperwork and the, stuff like the that. The police station is in a cathedral. I noticed that today in the, one of the shots when they were, she was like arriving mm. to her job, There's it had the glass stained windows. Yeah. And oh. then while she was walking into it, like it kind of had the, the vaulted ceilings and stuff. But I didn't notice that the first time and around. And she I noticed had that it this time. stack in her hand. She did. From, yeah. And it's from the dead body that she's yeah. been from, hiding. From the girl, yeah. Um, but I, but there wasn't a, an actual priest in the yeah, conventional no, withers, so it's just her, just her talking, talking. Just going through the motions. Yeah, because her mother makes a, a comment about her going to communion again since she hasn't been in a long time and mm-hmm. confessing and stuff like that. Uh, I like how she started a confession by saying she's been horny lately, though. I've had less full thoughts. That is a thing. Thirty something, forty something years old. Like, go get laid. <laughs> I was like, apparently there's more than enough options in the future. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would assume so. I mean, you got AI options if you want. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah no, that the whole the whole confessional scene and the fact that, that it was in the actual police station really threw me. The only thing that, that made me think, it, uh, I don't know if anybody watched, um, what was it, uh, The Shield when it was on FX? Like a few episodes, but not, not Yeah, they had a whole police station in the middle of LA that was in the middle that was an old mission church that they converted uh, so that's why I just you think it was a nod to 21 Jump Street was, 21 Jump Street also did that yeah stop talking to Korean Jesus Korean Jesus okay so that was Fallen Angel episode 2 uh, episode 3 is called In a Lonely Place and we'll talk about that next week uh if you want to get a hold of me and talk to me about any of these particular things that we talked about today, I am on Twitter as at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Brian? Uh, ang- at Angry Nin. At Angry that's, Nin on Twitter? That's that's who I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do mostly Twitch streams and other video game stuff, and I'm at Gabitron5000 on Twitter and also on Twitch. That's the best name, by the way. Thank you. And I am at Magic Bollocks. I'm hardly ever on there just because I don't really get a whole lot of traffic on there. But uh, you gotta make your own traffic. And, uh, yeah, well, I guess. How, do, how much does a bot cost? No, I don't mean traffic that <laughs> way. Just start talking to people. <laughs> I need to get Russia on the line and say, "Hey, you can put all your uh, propaganda on my thing here. Give me some views." Yeah, that's a way to get it. Uh, at Magic Bollocks. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page, and Geek Elite Radio.com is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying, always remember to... Geek, geek out! Geek out. <laughs> <laughs> we now return you to your regularly scheduled program.